going. Uh, Brian, they can't see me. <laughs> yeah, they can't see you. Well, we can see each other, but they can't see Yes, then the camera's on. That's, Not me, though. I'm anonymous. <laughs> you got, like, an anonymous mask on with, like, some little clown no, makeup No, there's no on. clown makeup. I don't even have any makeup. Um, so, due to popular demand, we're bringing back three angry Woo. gamers. You know, if you know, a little history lesson for those history buffs. We had a podcast called Three Angry Gamers, which Corey, you were doing with Chris and Otayu. Who's Chris? Yeah, you know, Chris Burkner. Oh, Chris, Chris is Burkner, right? yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then Ty was the yes, other guy. Yes, Ty right? was the other guy. Okay, yeah. Um, so, some little of a history buff I am. But yeah, we were doing that, and then it kind of like fell apart. But you guys kept emailing people like, "Is it ever coming back? Is it ever coming back?" And I'm like, "Eh." But you know, figured we'll give it a try, see how we can do. You know, it's a little bit of a different format, I think, than how it was done before. But I think it'll work. But obviously, you know, if you guys have any thoughts on it, email us threeingrunnerspodcast at gmail.com. Tag in the subject line. That's how you do it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we do have an ad. So geekandgamergear.com has all the nerd-friendly styles that you love. So once you have your own personal style all picked out, enter nerds to check out for 10% off their already incredibly low prices. With low prices and free shipping, there's no reason not to check out geekandgamergear.com today. Yes, get their knickknacks. Yeah, actually, I did buy a uh, Pokemon trainer hat from them the other day, oh, really? actually. How much did that cost? Oh. Yeah. Like, it was like five That's bucks. Not bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. When they when they say low prices, like they actually are pretty cheap, because they buy them in bulk, right? So they get a pretty big discount. So I love the Sonic ring ringtone, Lucas. Huh? Oh yeah. That's uh, I also have <laughs> Legend of faster, Zelda wake me up. So you know that's always a good thing. It's always a nice thing we got. And then what else? Is, what else oh, do I have? My all oh, right in my phone when somebody phones me, it's a Super Mario World where. Uh, one dash two, you know, underground one. That do 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 do. Oh, <laughs> that's great. I accidentally closed out the notes. There we go. I also have. So we have a bit of news. Allergies, sorry. so I'm sniffling. So I'm sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Okay. You're sounding good, Lucas. Huh? It's good to have your sultry tones back yeah, on the podcast. My salt, my salty tones. I'm all about the salt uh, right so now. We're doing gaming, news. and I'm gonna be all salty. Depending on what we're doing. Like, the first subject here is pretty salty. But I'm not even me. The, like the world the naked is salty. NPCs and Watch Dogs 2? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you didn't hear the news, in Watch Dogs 2, an open world game, there's apparently, like, an NPC or two that, like, just are naked. Like, dongs hanging out and everything. No, not just dong. Like, there's this, it was this one chick who's wearing crotchless, crotchless underwear, I think. You could see everything, all the details. It didn't look that great, but it was clearly uh, a pussy. And it yeah, wasn't there also a guy with a dong too? I feel like there was a, there was some dong. Well, there was dong, there but was... no one complained about no one complained about the dong. It was just the pussy that freaked out. <laughs> it's just it's so weird though because this game is rated M. Yes, and how many times have we seen, have we seen dong in video games? Like I remember the Order eighteen eighty six yeah. that had a very clear dong. Nothing ever erect, but it's there. <laughs> Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, this has caused a lot of controversy. Watch Dogs 2 is like even like, oh, we're going to fix this. Yeah, yeah they were, uh, I, have, kind of I have their quote here if you want to read it. Yes. Okay, sure uh, the quote it. says, we're aware that one of our NPC models in Watch Dogs 2 is rendered in a way that's particularly expli explicit. While Watch Dogs 2 is a mature rated wow. game, we apologize and will update this NPC model to make it more constant with NPC models in the game in a patch to be released this week. We also are working with our first player partners to ensure that players can continue to play and share all the content of the game with the balance of first parties' respective codes of conduct. <laughs> By patch, they mean someone's going to go in there and put pants on that chick? Oh, underwear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, like, it sounds like <laughs> they already know, like, this is, like, it sounds like people got offended by this. That's what it's starting to sound to me. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, we have a bunch of naked models, but this here, this is sexual exploitation. That's a no, guys. <laughs> yeah, dicks are cool. The funny thing nope, is, too, nope. is... Like, Watch Dogs 2 is not getting, like, a lot of, like, too popular buzz. Like, critically speaking, it's gotten kind of, like, middling reviews. And, like, I don't think commercially it's selling that well. So you almost think, like, this controversy would probably be good for them. But they're like, oh, no, let's patch it. And I'm like, you guys should be, like, totally embracing this. It probably would, like, sell a few more copies of the game. It's not doing that bad critically. You got, like, over an 80 on Metacritic. So, yes. Oh, did it? Yeah, that's good. That's better than I last saw some game. that were like sevens and sixes, but those were specific sevens. I just finished so. the, uh, the first game, Watch Dogs one, about a month ago. Okay. So, and what'd you think? Well, like the problem with Watch Dogs one is you run around and do a lot. There's a lot of cool hacking. Like I, the hack that I found, or what I did, cheat the game. You get in the subway, you piss off all the cops. You keep shooting all the cops, and you get so much experience, it's hilarious. Except, fortunately, your negative yeah. bar goes all the way down, you become an evil person. So then when you go outside the town, everybody's like, oh my god, it's that guy, and then other cops are chasing you again. But, you know, whatever. It's not big deal. But I found in that game, when you went into the water, the cops would just stop chasing you. Yeah, that was an odd foresight. Uh, was... So they run boats like... at me. On my PS4, they ran boats at me. I go to the water, like, no, get the boats! And they start chasing me with the damn boats. Oh, really? helicopter. Any police boat. Out. I just jump in the water and I'll be okay. I've seen several police boats. Yeah. Chase me down. They probably patched that because I know that was such a big thing back in the day. Like, you just hopped in the water and they would just be like, well, he's in the water, guys. Let's stop our pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not getting wet today. Okay, guys, stop the suit. I'll, like, kill, like, 50 guys. <laughs> our culprit's five feet away in the water, but you know what? We can't do this. Let's just back off. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, I'm still interested in playing Watch Dogs 2. Uh, but, yeah, this is kind well, of just funny more than the anything. The thing is, I was wondering about this. It's just, like, we have other games that stick to the exploding thing. Remember the Mass Effect thing where they had sex with the blue alien? Remember the Triple X game, oh, yeah. Triple X? Remember those games? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. And then, then, then we get to this? Like, what? Like, I don't understand how we got here. Like, I don't get it. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. BMX Triple X, like, had actually strippers. Who stripped for you? Who when you won a game? That's like, sexually exploitation. That's all that, what the whole entire game is based on. I think the only real controversy here is maybe that it's like a hot coffee kind of deal, like with GTA, oh, where like God. they didn't list it or they weren't really like too um, forthright with it. That's probably where most of it That's is coming exactly from. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a big deal otherwise. No, no, it's not. But yeah. 
Um, so we got our pricing for Super Mario Run. So that's going to be the iOS Mario running game. It's going to be made by Miyamoto and all that, but uh, it's going to be 10 bucks. Okay. With microtransactions, I'm assuming? Uh, actually, apparently it's just 10 bucks and that's it. Get five more lies. Pay $10. I think executive wanted to, one of them to charge for extra jumping. Extra jumping. Every time you jump on a Goomba, it like charges your credit card five bucks. Um, Just jump them. It's like, boop, Apparently bucks. to the rest of the running games, this game, I was actually watching the video, it runs slow. Like, you're just like, wow, that that's, that's yeah. kind of slow. Yeah, it's not like one of the faster paced ones, because that's where the challenge comes from with those games, right? It's just super yeah. fast, so you have to react pretty quickly. But this one, yeah, it's just like a, a regular Mario game where, yeah, he's typically speaking not going to run that fast. Yeah, it's, I see this as being um, a killer of time, depending if you're on a subway or riding your dragon, whatever you guys do. And, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys may do, it's up to you guys. Uh, but like I said, it's just it's slow. And like it's cool, like you can jump off walls yeah. and stuff like that, which is different for certain runners. But and like you get dash forward and stuff. But I can just it's it's kind of boring. And it, same graphics as the, um, which I was impressed with the same graphics as like the Wii Super Mario World that was on your phone. Yeah. That's what I was pretty impressed with. Like like wow, those are actually good yeah. graphics for a, a runner game. So that was about it. Besides it, it's kind of it's kind of slow. Yeah. What do you think, Corey? Okay. I've got no strong <laughs> okay. emotions on this one way or another. Mario's going to be like, I have to go re uh, rescue Princess Peach. You're like, well, that's fine. Go do that. Do you even rescue P Princess Peach? I saw you fight Bowser at one point, but that's about it. It's it's a Mario game. He has to rescue Peach. Like He's not going to go rescue Toad. I don't want, no one cares like about Toad. Toad ever be captured? I would love for it, like one game where like you think Mario's going to rescue Peach, but really he's just had this secret like relationship with Toad the entire time, and you realize it's Toad that he's. Yes, after. and it ends with a big kiss between Toad and Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. And then some. They go into that castle. Peach is like, God damn it! Go get um, me a kick, Mario. Um, okay, so we got some more information on the Nintendo Switch, which is going to be uh, Nintendo's next console. That's going to be the one where you basically pull it out and it's a handheld, or you can put it in its dock and play it on your TV. Yes, and a very cool trailer. So, yes, where you had a, but a bunch of hip youngsters playing the game. Yes, and then play fake basketball, um, the real basketball. Yeah. Um... The rumored price point is apparently two hundred and fifty U.S. dollars, which is just above three hundred dollars here in Canada. What do you guys think of that pricing? Well, I guess it makes sense. I wasn't expecting the Switch to be that powerful, considering that it's going to be a handheld and everything else. This does bring up like a concern too. Like, how much power are we going to talk with here exactly? Like, what could it run? Will third parties get behind it? I mean, I know they've been making deals and stuff for support, but well, but so did the Wii U, and that dropped pretty fast. Because here's the thing, Nintendo said, like, when the Switch was first revealed, that they were not going to sell it at a loss. But I don't think that's necessarily true. 
I think what it is is you're going to sell the console at a loss, but then you're going to pump out first-party games like at a pretty regular uh, schedule, and that's going to recoup them the costs. Sort of the idea of the hardware being the lower cost, but then you know because you want to play those games, that's where they're going to recoup their money. Which is kind of like I, I think a smart idea because it's like a lower barrier of entry for most people to get into, and then from there you just make money off the games. Yeah, so, this actually makes a lot of sense. The pricing is what you need to be at, um, um, especially with the competition in the market right now. Because like Nintendo coming into like, a PS4 yeah. and Xbox dominated market at the moment, so if you don't have a, if the price is too high, nobody's gonna buy it. You can essentially, like, this is in the right kind of price range where, like, you could honestly just, you know, cash a paycheck and probably go buy this console. Yeah, I right agree away. with that, actually. Like, you don't have to probably save up too much for it. No. I'd just be like me and get my credit card for uh, Best Buy. Just buy it on my Best Buy credit card. Just pay it off. So I do, that's what I'm doing with my Nintendo DS. I bought, like, four fucking games. <laughs> Wait, the 3DS or the regular DS? Oh, the 3DS, where the thing you turn off the knob and everything looks fucking retarded. God, I'm just gonna turn the 3D on and like, oh my god, my Dude, you gotta get a 2DS like this one. This is the one I got. See this? Oh, okay. You open it up. Listeners are like, this is great. Uh... Oh, you got Pokemon too? Of course I got Pokemon. Damn. Uh, but anyways, so talking about Pokemon, um, they actually were talking yeah, about putting a Pokemon on their console and actually getting Moon yeah. and Sun on there as well. And I think this is probably the best way to go. Uh, considering Pokemon's yeah. been really hot with Pokemon Go and all that stuff like that, if they don't, if they want their system to sell, they should do something with Pokemon. Like in Pokemon, like not just like like the Pokemon would get on our DSs, actually like a full-on open-world RPG Pokemon that we all want with some kind of mature kind of theme to it. So they have this Sesame Street BS. Oh, don't worry, Pokemon. It's okay. You did a good job. No, I want to kick my Pokemon and tell me it's a stupid fucking Pokemon for not winning that battle. <laughs> Just loses. You're like... No, I'd slap it. We'll get back up. Sure. You're a freaking, like, 800-pound freaking fire-breathing dragon Charizard. And you lost to get a little freaking, like, no, slap. This is why Pete has such a problem with Pokemon. <laughs> Peter right now is, like, all of a sudden putting us on their radar. Damn, Pokemon radar. They're talking about Pokemon. Well, it's just that... Oh, yeah, no, actually... With this news, it sounded to me more like, because every time they do a Pokemon game, well, for the most part, they haven't done it in the last two uh, games, but they normally do like a third iteration. So they'll do like Pokemon Gold, Silver, and then Crystal, and then Crystal will sort of combine everything all into one. Yeah. And this new one, Pokemon Stars, is apparently going to be that. It's going to be like the third version that'll have everything, but it'll be on the Switch instead of the 3DS. Yeah. Or who knows, it might be on both. It's called Pokemon something. I can't remember what the name of it was. Uh, stars. stars. That's it, thank you. Which kind of makes sense. Moon, Sun, yeah. Stars. Um, but yeah, it's apparently coming to the Nintendo Switch next year. And apparently it's going to have a higher graphical fidelity. Yeah. Which is fine, because like, I played the new one that just came out, Moon, 
I like the graphics on that one, but I could totally see them scaling that up for uh, the Nintendo I have, Switch. I still have to finish X or I'm on X. Yeah, Pokemon X. I still have to finish that. But I like level 35. Oh. I have to play Moon still. Like, I'm still behind a version. Yeah, because there's X and Y, and then there's Omega Ruby Alpha I'm Sapphire, playing that. and then there's Sun I already Ruby. played that game. I'm a fucking Game Boy Advance, so we'll fucking replay that shit. You know, what am I going to do? I'm going to catch Sorry. all the same goddamn Pokemon I caught like five fucking years. No. But better graphics. Your ignorance, your ignorance, Lucas, to show it. Ignorance? My ignorance. No. How about I don't want to shell out 40 bucks for a game that I already played of better graphics. <laughs> Corey's like, I don't care. This is Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here like just chewing on my meat. Man, Pokemon is legitly, like, <laughs> worthy news now. Come on. If you're not into Pokemon, you're not a gamer anymore, apparently. Corey's like, wake me up when they have Digimon. Yes. Are you serious? You love Digimon? Yes, I was a big Digimon fan as a kid. Oh, yeah. I could never... There are games... Which one was the one? Digital World that I liked? Can't remember. The... I haven't played the latest one. Digital Digi Sleuth or something like that. Yeah, that was good. There was a Digimon, there was a Digimon game for GameCube, which is like basically a Smash Brothers clone. That, that was, was, that was good. good, actually. I played that. That was pretty fun. <laughs> that was good. Like it was kind of funny because like I went to a friend's house and he's and I'm like, do you have Smash Brothers? He's like, no, but I've got this game. It's like Smash Brothers, and I was like, you suck. Then I played it and I was like, you don't suck anymore. The only thing it was the unbalance of that game was like, what do you Digivolve? That was it. <laughs> You might as well just, oh, like, yeah. put your controller down and just, like, hope to God you don't lose so many men. Yeah. Um, other bit of news. Uh, GTA five, uh, 5-player found an Easter egg three games, or three years after the game's release. Easter egg. Yeah, Easter egg. They found, basically, a uh, dead body in the bottom of the oh, ocean. Oh, yeah, the serial killer theory. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty funny. That was pretty perfect. I just love that there's still people like going out and exploring that game. Like, I like that game, but like, I don't go out like exploring every nook and cranny. But there's people who still do that to this yeah, day. Yeah, they're called perfectionists. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. What, what do you guys think? Is there any news I missed or anything? Or... Let's see. I didn't really look at it over north. I feel like I got like most. This of is the like eleven things. o'clock at night for me, where it's like after I finished my fucking twenty-one page fucking lab report, I was like, okay, now I have to do this. So no, I just kind of stick with the well, plot. Well, the spawn was voted in as one of the guest characters for Injustice Two. I heard about that. That is That's really cool. cool. Like to see Spawn kick ass. I'm looking forward to Injustice Two. Yeah, the first one was surprisingly good. I'm not even that big into fighting games. I was just in it for the story. Yeah. yeah, and then it ruined it at the end. Yeah, I want to talk I about. It. I mean, I'm <laughs> just too much salt. Too right much now. salt. I, I, I thought the story was great until the end. I can't believe they did that. I can't. I can't. I can't believe yeah. they did that. All right. Hello, so, darkness, my old like, friend. I think we pretty much. Do do do. <laughs> Oh, you poor, poor man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So let's talk about what we've been Reasons. playing. 
slash reviews. I figure it's the time for you guys to either, you know, talk about what you've been playing if you want to give like a brief review on it, by all means. I'm looking at what games came up this year so I can remember. I got one. Well, it's kind of more of what you've been playing recently, Corey. Which I know is probably not much, but... Hey, Lucas has got something. Let him talk. Okay. Lucas, what's up? So, over the last couple weeks, I got to play my first roguelike game. Now, of course, uh, I don't know if anybody knows what a roguelike game is. This is a gaming show, so I'm assuming that people know what a roguelike is. But I'll briefly explain what a rogue game is. Uh, Roguelike game is those who don't know or a subgenre of role-playing video games characterized by dungeon crawling. Uh, it was first introduced by kind of like a Dungeons & Dragons kind of idea. And basically, it's like one death and then it's over, then you research just like your NES game. You know, back in the day. NES games. Except you have one life instead of multiple lives, then you have to restart all over. Um, which is one of my big flaws of this, and I'll explain that kind of later. Uh, the music was absolutely addictive. It was great. Uh, the graphics were great. It's basically excited to explain the game. Uh, uh, it's basically like Dungeon Dragons. If you just put instead of dragons, you put guns. So you have guns in dungeons. Uh, you get like a bunch of crazy guns uh, in an eight-bit kind of style, just like um, like you know you shoot out letters from a letter gun, or you shoot out dogs like rainbow sprites or whatever you want. It's pretty cool that way. So you go around, you collect all these game all these weapons and stuff like that, fight all these cool monsters. Uh, but, like, here's the problem with roguelike games. It's like you die and you restart. And you start all that progress all over again. Even if you're at, like, stage 5 and you die, that's it. And you have to yeah. start it all over again. This is my first experience to roguelike oh. games, and that's a really big drawback for me. It would have been, It's a great game, but, like, I don't like roguelike because you do a certain progression and sure you can unlock different things unlock different weapons but you just start at stage one again every single time that you play again and again and it gets very repetitive oh. and i just i can't stand because there's no it seems like i'm not progressing enough it's always just seems like it's good for like um to sit down and play for like five or ten minutes kind of thing or like a couple hours depending on uh how far you get into it but it's hard too so yeah. It all depends on what weapon you get, too. So, like, you get a key, you go up into the chest, and then you get the shitty weapon. Well, now what? Now you got the shitty weapon, and you can't really progress that much. So, it's... it's a, but what's uh, it called It's called Gun Dungeon. Or Gun... Gungeon. Okay. Or Edge of the Gungeon. Gungeon. Something like that. So, yeah, basically, it's just like Dungeons and Dragons, but just put guns and dragons in front of it. So, uh, it's good. Awesome. If you like rogue games, but I'm not a big fan of rogue games. It's just okay. That's yeah. Anything no. else that you're playing right Anything now? Anything else that I'm playing right now? What am I currently? I'm currently beating. Uh, what's that genie like game? Shanty. Shanty's Risky's Revenge. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what talk about sex life? It's like an old game. That's it. No, there's actually three versions of it. I bought two of them. These were just games on sale. And I just currently picked up because okay. like five bucks or whatever they were, and it's good. But Shanti is a female protagonist. Not much so good for female protagonists. It's it, she's pretty um, she's pretty, pretty loose. <laughs> Enemy comes up, she just lays down like okay, fine. Like she she's yeah, 
And like everybody, everyone that's a female, I swear to God, their shirts would fall off. Like you, their animations, like uh, their shirt and like a huge fucking like void space, and then their boobs. Yeah. Like those shirts would fall off. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. So Sean, it's a really good game though. Uh, Are you still playing World of Warcraft? Yes, but I currently have unsubscribed at the moment. I am not happy. So I know you're you're pretty regular yeah. in that for the most part. Uh, oh, do you want me to do current events of World of Warcraft? Because I can do current events of World of Warcraft right now. Oh, oh no, we don't know, need to go that deep. Oh god, I get off of my for Megan. They tell you right now, World of Warcraft is shit at the moment. You need to, you wait for a few. Whoever's playing World of Warcraft, don't play for a few more patches. Shit. Yeah. Well, you don't like Legion? Legion is absolutely amazing so far. The problem is, is that when you get up to a certain point in the game, they require you to, because like if you want to play the game casually, like you know, not group with anybody, put up with the assholes or whatever. It's, but but you get up to this point where you have to run with a bunch of people and get groups and stuff like that and pug and yada yada yada. And right now that's where I'm at. And trying to get people to play with you because you're not a guild or whatever is ridiculous. So I just kind of gave up. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. And some, and then the world quests are just... It takes way too long to do road quests. And all the loots is now run by an RNG system, uh, which is a random uh, number generator for people who don't know what RNG is. And basically, everybody's after legendaries because that crips your eye level. And the only reason I can do mythics if your eye level's high, so you have to wait to random legendary to drop. It's, it's shit right now. Just don't play. Just wait for a couple more patches for them to figure things out. No. And you don't get flying. Fuck you, Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, hear that, Blizzard? Fuck you. Oh, I don't like the fact I'm not flying. Anyways, that's, that's current events in World of Warcraft. Alright. Uh, games I've been playing. I started Tyranny last weekend. Yes, you talked about that. You liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Tyranny, if you're not too sure is from Obsidian, who made, like, Neverwinter Nights and other games like that. And they made one called uh, last year called Pillars of Eternity, which was amazing. Uh, and it kind of, like, recaptured the magic of games like that, and it sold very well, so they came out with a new one this year called Tyranny. And this one's a little different, because Tyranny is essentially about... Uh, an oppressive force that has essentially come in and conquered the land and you actually play like basically like an officer of that uh army so you're essentially the bad guys uh and the game makes no you know real it doesn't really try to hide that the fact that you're the bad guy like there's parts where you're like you have to make choices in this game that are like uh mass effect or something like that like really difficult choices to make um, like, there's one point early on in the game where you have a prisoner who knows some information, but you don't quite trust her. Like, you know, you think she might be working for uh, the uh, enemies, essentially. So you let her go, but you can choose what you want to do. Like, do you torture her yourself, or do you just let her go? Or there's one option where, like, you can force her to, like, pick up a rock and bash in her, uh, you know comrades uh heads essentially and yeah it's just like it's brutal wow um yeah but it's it's interesting because like again you are the bad guy so like these are all things that kind of you know bad guys do right yeah 
the story's pretty interesting so far. I mean, I haven't really gotten too far into it story-wise yet, but I do like what I see so far. It's very much like based like a Neverwinter Nights or even like Dungeons and Dragons because it's that idea of you create your character, you've got your class and what you can do and abilities and all that. So that sense is very much mm. like a Dungeons and Dragons, which is kind of funny because we've been playing the D and D. Yeah. And then I go and play this, and I find it's now so much similar. Like I can actually see where the D and D influence came from. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty fun. I'm probably like 25% through the game right now. So, still got plenty of uh, time to get through the game. Mm -hmm. What else have I been playing? Hearthstone. So, Hearthstone. That's pretty, like, most people know that game. It's basically the Blizzard card game that came out. It's based off Warcraft. Um, I've got quite a bit of good cards for that game. Like, I'm actually just going through and collecting, like, the best cards possible. Uh, and now they have a new expansion coming out in early December, which I'm saving up for with the in-game goal because I don't want to spend my own money on it. So, just been doing that. I uh, picked up Dishonored 2 for my PS4 Pro. Plugging that shit. That shit. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Did you guys play the first Dishonored? Yes. Uh, yeah, but I... What you think, Corey? What up? What'd you think of Dishonored 2? Or Dishonored 1? Uh, Dishonored 1 I thought was a very creative, good, a very good game. I enjoyed all the ways you could tackle each mission. Although the only thing I didn't, yeah. wasn't really happy was probably the morality system. I felt like that was a bit kind of, it kind of tampered down what kind of fun you could have in that world. Like there were so many cool powers. Yeah, because it is very much like try to keep calm and not like, you know, cause too much ruckus, essentially. It's not even really a morality system. No. It's more like... Just try not to, like, disturb the shit too much. Um, but yeah, no, like, this game is very much like it. Uh, you have the two characters you can play as, and I did kind of, like, look up beforehand, and they do play a little differently. Like, Corvo plays a little differently than Emily, it looks like. So I went with Emily, but I'm probably going to do a second playthrough as Corvo. But yeah, I'm liking it so far. Oh, you play two characters. Um, yeah, you can play as two characters. So uh, definitely, like in the first game, it kind of uh, award or reward you for multiple playthroughs. And this game seems to be doing the same. So um, I'm looking forward to playing through Corvo and his power set. But yeah, Emily's is actually pretty cool because she's more of a stealth character, which is kind of how I tend to play these games. So I, that's why I went with her. And yeah, it's been actually pretty fun. Um, like there's been a couple times where I've done some pretty amazing kills well not kills like takedowns because i'm going for a non-lethal like there's one point where there's these two guards like facing each other and i shoot one in the head with a sleep dart before his his buddy can figure out what's going on i chokehold him and put him to sleep and it's like it's pretty cool because when you actually pull off something like that you feel really good like you're like damn i just did that shit it does not like a lot of budget time stopping effects too in that game I think that's more Corvo, but yeah. Yeah. You can definitely do that. I think Emily, she's really more about, like, the stealth stuff. Like, she, I don't think she has, like, a time-slowing ability, but I know Corvo does for sure. But yeah, I've been enjoying that. I'm not ready to give it, like, a review yet. But I'm, I'm enjoying it. And finally, Pokemon Moon. I'm only, like, two hours in, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I still have to yeah. play my Pokemon in then. 
That's good that you put, you're playing it, and you should actually check out the Pokemon Bank, which is on the 3DS. Oh. So what happens is, is with the Pokemon Bank, you can actually put Pokemon in it, and then put in a new Pokemon game. Say you want to play Moon, and then you can take out the Pokemon from the Pokemon Bank and put them into Moon. Oh. So it's basically a way of transferring Pokemon between the games. Oh, that Pokemon so came like from the Moon. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> it, it it's. Like, the Pokemon Bank itself is free, but then when you load it up, they're like, hey, five bucks for a year, but honestly, it's worth it, because, like, you basically can just transfer your Pokemon between the games, and even if you get Pokemon Yellow or Red and Blue, like the originals, yeah. they're even saying that you can put those Pokemon into Pokemon Moon as well. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited to get all. All YouTube I know is Wonder Trade. I have spent many hours on Wonder Trade now. I love Wonder Trade. It's great. <laughs> Wonder Trade is kind of great, because, yeah, it's basically like, here's a random Pokemon, you get a random Pokemon back, and there's sometimes you get, like, amazing Pokemon through the Wonder Trade. Yeah, you do. You get amazing. I've gotten a, like, I checked my Fire Pokemon. What is that one called? The Fox Fire one, right? That looks like a wizard. I'm like, are you going to pick a ninja or oh, yeah, wizard yeah. or whatever the other one that turns into you? I don't know. And somebody, I traded, yeah. like, a whatever Pokemon, and I got myself a frog. So now I have a, a frog ninja on my team too. Now it's absolutely great. Oh, Greninja is like one of the best Pokemon is in it? the game. Yeah, I have a Greninja. Yeah. I have a T Rex too. Are you happy? <laughs> That's great. All right, Corey, what have you been playing? Ah, uh, well, I'm a broke ass white boy, so I haven't been able to get any one of the newer games. Uh I've been playing some good stuff. I've been playing a Batman the Telltale series. Episode four comes out next mm. week. How many episodes in total are There's there? There's going to be five, but we're up to three right now. Okay. Have you been playing any more, Curtis? Um, no, I actually haven't picked that up yet. I would like to play the first episode. Yeah, because I think it was like a demo or something. Oh, uh, okay. Be... Yeah, because like normally they'll give away like the first episode for free and be like, oh, you got to buy the other ones. Yep, season half. So I tried the first one. So I'm thinking of actually getting the whole thing, because apparently... It has gotten pretty good. Oh, yeah. I can confirm. Three episodes in. Uh, the gameplay style, like, if it's it's Telltale, you know, to expect at this point, but uh, the story is really good. They take it some interesting twists with the Batman lore. For... Yeah, because I know, like, when I started playing, again, this is kind of spoilers for the first episode, but Harvey Dent was not Two-Face. No, not yet. He was... And it was seeming like, it was like kind of like a whoa, like, this is kind of a weird take on Batman where Harvey Dent isn't Two-Face. It's not a weird take. He's, he wasn't Two-Face before. Well, no, because, like, I think that was kind of the thing is they were like, oh, he isn't going to be Two-Face, or that was kind of what I thought. And then, yeah, apparently now he's Two-Face. Apparently it's actually pretty good. Like, oh, it is well done. And, like, there's Catwoman, and there's Penguin, who the, he's an entirely new take on the character that I think is actually pretty pretty good, or maybe even better than the comic version, actually. It's very sympathetic. Yeah. It's interesting. And I'm not going to spoil anything else, but yeah, overall, though, I'm really happy with it. I can't wait for episode four next week. Let's see. Yeah, I'm thinking of picking that up and playing You should. It. Okay, what else? Something like, what, 20 bucks or something? I think so. Although, I might wait for a deal to come up. I think a deal come up soon. Yeah, I used to wait for the deals. I bought a lot of Telltale games, and a lot. Like, the only thing I've bought was the Game of Thrones and Batman. That's all the ones I have not played. Okay. So um, well, have, I wait for have... the deals now because like it's just better off that way for bang for your buck because by end of it you spend what forty bucks usually? Thirty, forty bucks on the game and you can probably get it for twenty bucks when the sale comes out. 
I think twenty. Like the third one I only want to see is for Minecraft, the story mode. Yeah, most of the yeah, the Minecraft one I've played. What I've seen. I played the first episode of that. It was pretty. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, my favorite has been um, The Walking Dead Season 2. Mine, mm, I think, would still be Walking Dead Season 1. And uh, Tales from the Borderlands and Wolf Among Us. Those three at my top. Uh, Tales of the Borderlands is yeah. my first. Second would be Wolf Among Us. And then it would be probably... Ooh, which one would be The Walking Dead? It would be Episode 1 or 2. I think I actually should like the second one over the first. Hmm, fair. I like the second one because it builds on the first. Yeah. So in that sense, I kind of like it more. And I guarantee, guarantee when the third one comes out, it'll probably be one of my favorite ones just because you get to see the build of that character. So. No, no, turn right. I think, like... Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, the last episode of, episode of Season 2 of The Walking Dead was just so amazing. Yeah. Like, you walk around that, like, foggy area and all that. Like, it was just awesome. Oh, fair. I'm still... No, it's hard to top season one for me because the ending just wrecked me. In a good way, but damn, I was just haunting shit. Let's see, I've also been playing uh, Overwatch with Megan. Talking about that one at that point, but it's still a ton of fun. And it's free this weekend, so check it out. Pick it up, and if you want to play with me, Bat in 92, invite me. I'm probably going to play with you later today. I hope you will. If you're up. It's in Deus Ex Mankind Divided as well. If you played the first one, it's a it's like that one, but with more streamlined controls, makes it feel better. Some cool upgrades you can dig into. Sorry. What? One sec, I have to pause. The ah, podcast. you motherfucker. good i enjoy it overall like the ending was a bit rushed but from apparently from what i read they were are cutting the game into a trilogy thanks square enix but yeah that's enjoyable too and i think that's that's it that's all i've been playing wait so they're making it a trilogy so i guess like the first one that came out human yeah, revolution well well that's that's i thought the first, that was a prequel to the original deus ex okay so, but then this new game that came out mankind divided is is this like the second and the third, essentially? Um, I guess from a top... That's hard to say, no. I don't know. The main kind of idea is the start confusing. to a new trilogy of Deus Ex games. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually interested in picking that game up, but I feel like that's one that I'm going to get on a Steam sale when it's like 20 bucks or something. It's worth it now, but yeah, if you want to save your money, go ahead. It's not even more. It's like not even saving. It's just like I just have don't have time. Yeah, that that's and another I thing too. When I do have time, is that a lot of my video games right now? I have such a back fucking lot of games because like look at all these sales. And I'm like, oh, but I can't even get yeah. to newer games just because there's just so much gaming. Like I have like several games for my DS to beat too. Still. Like, well, and you know, part of this podcast too is like we all have different like gaming ways that we play right like you know i primarily play on pc but sometimes i like to play on my console if it's like i just want to just boot the game up i just want to get into it i don't want to have to worry about driver updates or anything crazy like that but like it's funny being on like more of a pc gamer because like i know that steam has their like yearly sales around the same time like they always have a winter sale they always have you know like all these other sales 
So it's kind of funny. Like, I have a bunch of games that I want to get, but I'm honestly just waiting until the Steam sale this winter that I'm going to, like, pick up a bunch of games. So, like, uh, the new one, Mankind Divided, that's definitely on my list of ones I'm probably going to get at the winter sale. Uh, yeah, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it for now. Cool, cool. Uh, I wanted to do like a discussion topic. So the discussion topic is our favorite games of the year so far. So I know we still have like a few more months, but you know, I figure throw this question out. What have been your favorite games that have come out this year? Uh, uh, do you want to start Lucas? We'll start. Um, so basically this year has been kind of dismal in a way for new games for me uh i don't really have a favorite game of this year in a way but i do don't worry i don't have i have a favorite game uh but it's been more about playing like last year's game because we've had lots of sales like i was saying before whereas uh between like you know the remaster and the reforging and the redicking and all that stuff of those games as well has come out this year where Mm -hmm. it's basically uh the ultimate edition of whatever remastered version of whatever game is coming out so that's what this year's been more like. Um, this year's been more like Doom and Dishonored 2 and all that kind of game. However, um, I did two, did pre-order two games this year. One of them being one of the hated games of this year was No Man's Sky, which is goddamn fucking Uh-oh. goddamn Lego craft in the sky. That was awful. Yeah. Like, I was expecting this huge adventure game. It didn't happen. Anyways, let's see what's our favorite game for this year. And I will pick it. And a lot of people won't remember it, but I will remember you now. It's Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I remember Ratchet and Clank. I had that game. Yes, and I won't explain why I like it. I'm just going to do a few quotes from it, which is one of my favorite gaming quotes here. And like I'll explain to you. So first of all, Mr. Zuko does not require bolts. His currency is pain. <laughs> do you not know how to die? Allow Mr. Zuko to teach you. <laughs> now my final quote for this game... I'll show that, I shall let you live, little alien. Psych, Mr. Zoko only lives only to kill. <laughs> and that's why you should buy this game. And that's why it's my favorite game of this year. That was actually a pretty damn good remake. It is a damn good remake. We'll play it. Mr. Zuko. Nice. Just get Mr. Zuko. Just play as Mr. Zuko. The whole entire game, you're good. Uh, anything else? What else do you, What else makes your best of 2016? Uh, my best of 2016 at the moment. Uh, that's about it. Like, like I have only two great games. I was okay. No Man. I was going to get Doom, which I should have instead of No Man's Sky. But mm-hmm. I chose No Man's Sky. So you poor. Okay. That was kind of shit. Don't buy No Man's Sky. Unless you like crafting. I feel like it's. Yeah. I remember I picked up that game and I was like so excited yeah. for it and. I don't know, like, I just played it, and I'm like, this is, this seems weird. Like, it seems like I could feel the scope of what they were going for, but at the same time, too, I could It's just so scaled back with that, what they were promising. Yeah, like... Yeah, I felt like they were pulling their punches. It took me forever to get to plant, to plow, and figure it out. Like, it took me forever. Because, like, it's like, you get on your ship, and you're, you're sitting there, and you're going on the plant for the first time. And then it's, like, four days to the next planet. Like, why is it four fucking, like, real time? Like, real time. <laughs> Like four yeah. fucking real time days. Do you know how the What's that? Do you know how the hyperdrive worked? No, I didn't know how the hyperdrive worked.
and mode pod, or Dungeon Dragons will be ready soon. Uh, be it that uh, I have to build a map still. That's what I'm on at the moment. Okay. So once that's done, but next week's Dungeons and Dragons, or wait, is it going to be Dungeons and Dragons now? From what I'm hearing. Yeah, well, we have to figure out what's going on with Carlos. By the way, I'm recording yeah. again. <laughs> Thanks for uh, warning me. So. <laughs> yeah, good job. That's how I do it. I do the soft lead-in. Um, That's so, what she said. Uh, Lucas, you did your favorites of 2016 so yes. far, right? Okay, I'll go next. Probably my favorite game of the year so far, without me playing through the games that I have now, because I want to play through them before I make a final judgment call, is Dark Souls 3. Uh, came out. I think, Lucas, you remember, like, I had a really strong obsession with Bloodborne. Yep. I remember that. Which came out last year. Yeah, a real boner. <laughs> well, uh, there was like Lucas and my brother and I, we were playing through Bloodborne together last year. We were just alternating on who played, and it was pretty fun, actually. That's kind of why I think like those games were secretly party games in disguise. Because you just trade off and just watch each other like fail. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, but that's when I got trouble, and then I came to your house to sleep over. That actually might have been like two years ago. Oh, was it? I can't remember anymore. I can't remember anymore. Yeah. It's so long. Two years ago was way too long. It feels ago. like it. Even a year ago feels like it was too long ago. Last yesterday. But yeah, seems so long ago. We're not going to do that anymore. But Dark Souls Three is good. It um, it basically plays off of what made the first two Dark Souls games great. Adds in a bit of what Bloodborne did. And yeah, I think it just—it's so far like the best Dark Souls experience that we've gotten yet. Uh, XCOM Two. Once they finally patched in the uh, insane RNG for that game, it finally got good. But yeah, it did take a while. I was definitely waiting on that because if people don't know, like you could be like right up uh, in front of an enemy, like an alien could be right in front of your face, and it would be like. You have a 16% chance to attack this enemy, and they're right in front of you. And I'm like, I don't know much about math, but I'm pretty sure it should be higher than 16%. Um, Tom Clancy's The Division. Oh, really? Uh, I don't really like yeah. that game. I, my brother got it for me, but I just... No. They patched it recently made it better. Yeah. I actually, yeah, because like... When I first played it, I was not so hot on it. But I kept hearing from people it was patched, it was getting improved, there was some good DLC, so I was like, eh, I'll pick it up. Uh, and yeah, I, I started playing it and I started to enjoy it a lot more, so. I mean, definitely it kind of like eked its way on there. Yeah. But I think it goes to show, like, games when they come out of the box can be, like, maybe not what you want, but. It's always worth like checking a game out as it gets patched to see how it improves. Yeah, and kudos to the developers. They actually did put a lot of work in making it better. With patch one four. I mean, kudos to them for actually listening to people and actually applying what they heard. Mm -hmm. right? Because, yeah, most developers would not do that. Oh, do you have it for PC or PS4? Dang it. You make it on PS4. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy it on PC. And when I get my new PC in uh, a few months or so, that's going to be insane. 
Um, aside from that, Super Hot. Ah, super. Kind of like a, a smaller game that came out. But yeah, it's fun. The idea is, is when you're not moving, you've stopped time. And then whenever you move, time resumes. Yeah, one of these big action pieces. Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually pretty complex. It's almost like a puzzle game in a sense where, like, you you have to plot your moves carefully and you have to, like, you know, you, if you have to move to get a better shot on an enemy, you understand the risk that, like, if you do that, you might open yourself up to being attacked. Um, and finally, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but Madden 2017. <laughs> People hate on me for playing these sports games, but I'm like, you know what? These guys put in a lot of work. They make a solid game every just, year. No, the only issue I have with it is every game's the same freaking game as last year. You mean like slight slight improvements? See, slight. yeah, I disagree that it's the same game, but yeah, it's the kind of improvements are like ones that like the gamer who plays every year is going to notice. But yeah, like Lucas, if you were to like go up, you'd be like, yeah, this is the same game I played on my N64. Yeah. Even though that's not oh, the case. Oh, I, like, I, I caught totally that. I that. understand that. It's just, it, it's hockey. Or football. Or basketball. It's... Or whatever you pick. Like, don't get me, I understand that it's your your thing. And the people people changing. And yada, yada, yada. But, like, there's not yeah. really much to it. Like, if... The only thing I would like about the games, and I think they actually do it now, is if you actually got to build your own team. And, like, made your own hockey. Like, you know, like, just do whatever. And have your own guy that hire you can do yeah, that. I heard you can. So that's the one thing that would fascinate me, would be the only thing. One thing I do like about the new sports games, and again, this is kind of probably getting a little deeper cut than most people probably would care, but they have what they call the ultimate team mode in the EA games. And what's that, what that is, is you, it's almost like a card collecting game where you collect players as cards. Um, and the cool thing about that is when you collect the players, it's about forming a team based on what you get. So it's kind of randomly generated based on the cards you get. And you can get the cards for free or you can pay money for it. But yeah, the idea is is that, yeah, it's almost like Hearthstone in a sense where, yeah, you get the cards and then you build the team based off those players. And yeah, sometimes you get like an insane, like awesome players that you make your team up of. And sometimes you get pretty shitty <laughs> players that you have to work with. Yeah. I... Uh, yeah. And one game I almost forgot about that I remembered that Lucas mentioned it and reminded me that I actually did play this was Doom. Yeah. It was so, supposed to be good. Doom was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it was good. supposed to be really good, so I just never got to uh, play it. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty much like the the kick in the balls that you need from a Doom game. But it's pretty fun. And with that, I'll shut up. Oh, that's a long list of shit you just said. I play a lot of games. Fair enough. No, fair enough. Uh, let's see. For me, favorite games of this year. Well, I mean, Deus Ex is probably my favorites. I really enjoyed that one. Um, oh, there's Uncharted 4, Thief's End by Naughty Dog. The finale to Nathan Drake's story, which I thought was really well done. Really great. Enjoyed that one. Uh, is there anything else that won me over this year? I guess not. I haven't really had a chance to play Doom yet. Waiting for a sell for that one. Overwatch, probably one of my favorite multiplayer games of this year. So, uh, 
No, I think that's about it. I haven't been able to play much. That nothing really won me over as much as Uncharted 4. Yeah, this year, like I said, this year has been really kind of not a solid year for gaming. Next year is going to be a salt. Like, you just see all the games next year. They're just absolutely just ama like amazing lists. But this year has been so kind of fives next year. I'm so happy. Yeah. Mm. Mass Effect Andromeda next year, Injustice 2. Horizon Zero Dawn. Do we want to talk about yeah. that? I was going to, like, I brought up that we might want to talk about today. What? Uh, Pre-ordering Mass Effect. Should you or shouldn't you? I think you should. Should you or should you? Should or shouldn't you buy? It? Okay, so he's asking. So basically, my thing on the whole entire thing is that we all know the failure of Mass Effect Three. We all know what happened with that. We don't have to explain it. We don't have to go into it. Being yeah, that said, sh this is even a question to me because I was like, oh man. Mass Effect 3, or uh, coming out, I should pre-order that and get all the DLC, but like, wait a second, Mass Effect 3. So I don't know if I should pre-order it, just because I feel it's going to be another kind of Mass Effect. Well, Mass Effect 3 was good right until the ending, but it's just like, I don't know if I should get it just because of that. I'm really kind of on the fence about actually buying the game or pre-ordering it. Lucas, remember when you and I used to play multiplayer of Mass Effect yes. 3? That was, that was pretty fun, actually. Well, there was actually surprisingly good. I was surprised. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was, actually. That's what I mean. It, it didn't get my money's worth. I did got 100%. And, like, a lot of the story was really great. It was just the ending was just so... bad. Awful. <laughs> the thing is, is, like, my thoughts on Mass Effect 3, and I know some people are going to give me shit for this, but, I, like, I felt like the game as a whole was a pretty good wrap-up of the series. Like in terms of like leaving you, leaving your relations with those characters off on a good note. Yeah. Uh, it's just that like I view the whole game as an ending essentially, and even though like the actual ending was kind of lame, shit. I don't really like. I don't really hold the rest of the game against. I it, do. So like. And you know they must have learned their lesson. I hope so. I really hope they learned their lesson. Because, like, uh, like the whole entire game was based on that ending. You have to understand this is the ending of a trilogy. And they fucked it up. <laughs> well, the other thing is, too, is... Lucas, did you play uh, Dragon Age Inquisition? Yes, it was absolutely an amazing game. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm actually judging the more on Dragon Age Inquisition than I am Mass Effect That's a good 3. point. Dragon Age Inquisition was an amazing game. I have to admit, like, the only issue I had with, if you actually got all the DLCs, if you do the last DLC and you forget to save beforehand, guess what? You lose all your shit, which I did. So I could complete all the rest of the DLCs on my main game. Damn. Oh, for Dragon Age Yeah. I was an idiot. I should have put both, I should have saved before I did that DLC. I didn't know you couldn't do that DLC, then go back. You can't after the last DLC. Like the the fi the finished one where like all your characters are all wrapped up and stuff like that and you go to some kind of ball, like you serve some murder mystery yeah. one. Uh, at that point, if you saved in there and you didn't have a save beforehand, like before, like in your castle or stuff like that, yeah, you're dude. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like here's the thing, like when I'm thinking of whether I'm gonna pre-order Mass Effect Andromeda again, I'm I'm going off their latest game, which is Inquisition, which is pretty good. Like, I'm not going to go back to Mass Effect 3 and judge him for that. Because, I, in my opinion, it's like... That would be me being like, should I order the Nintendo Switch? I don't know. 
the the virtual boy was pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, it did suck, but it was a while ago. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, well then that kind of if, yeah. if I just I don't want to trust it so much. Where like um, I do want to buy like the hundred and fifty dollar DLC or pre-order where I get all the things and all that stuff like that because I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. It's just you have a good point. I'll think about it. That's a good point. I finally have a good point. Fin- <laughs> good job. Only when a broken clock is right finally. once a day. Yeah. I have my moments. So, I think this is it for our first episode. I think Ripper on uh, success. Whoa. Uh, if you like this podcast, email us at 3 podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. You send us gaming-related questions. Yep. Yeah, because this is our kind of like our first ish episode because you know we had the episode or the podcast before but obviously this is a different format let us know what you think did this work is there anything you'd like to see changed you know should lucas wear an afro wig every time we podcast like let us know what yeah you think. take pictures of it um yeah and if you i think the idea we're gonna have is like lucas and i will be like the regulars and then we'll have like a, a rotating third chair or, or, you know, we'll have people just join in. Ooh. I'm sure Corey will come back. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> Shit, Corey. Just throwing us under the bus like that. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we might might have other people on. I, got, I would love if there's, like, some more of the Warcraft stuff. If, like, we could have, like, you and Christine Lucas and we could just, like, hardcore talk about I wouldn't mind doing, like, a, like uh, if we were to do it every month kind of thing, I wouldn't mind doing, like, a uh, current events World of Warcraft. It'd be pretty funny. Be bitching about World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> have, like, a, a news report style. Hello, welcome once again to Inside World of Warcraft. Or I'm not just inside uh, your mother. I'm also inside your ass. Ha, 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 ha. I think Meg would actually enjoy that. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.